What's up? This is Mike Fenoya from Amigos, and Amigos Podcast is in the loop, the legion of Osiris Podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop. Sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to Relics.com. Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? Welcome to Amigos. It's your host, Mike Fenoya. I hope everybody's doing great. Uh, folks, as always, head over to iTunes, like us, give us a five-star rating, write a glowing review, a spanking review, um, as long as it's not gratuitous garbage, because we only take honesty here at the Amigos podcast. Um, and head over to MikeFenoya.com and find out if I'm heading to your town and come help me... Uh, Boogie down with you uh, and check out some fun stand-up. Got a lot of great shows coming up. I'm coming to you live from the Upper West Side in Manhattan. What, what? What, what? West Side. Upper West Side in the house. UWS on a bitter, bitter cold uh, November day with my pal, Jen Bernstein. What's up, Mike? It's good to see you. It's so good to see you. Thanks for coming over to the Weed Den. I love the Weed Den. <laughs> Your doggy met me at the door in uh, a very ferocious. adorable way. Ferocious. <laughs> I know. Little dogs are more intimidating than big dogs in some ways. Big bark. Big bark. They have that Napoleonic thing. Mm-hmm. It's got to be weird being like ankle ankle height <laughs> your whole life. Yeah. It's got to be, you know, I get it. Yeah, me too. You know, it, uh, but... That's all he's got. That's too, all he's you know? got. He's got these canine teeth and a really cute face. But um, I have some CBD uh, for pets, oh. which could be a uh, you know it could be good for him. Just I'm to relax dying to him talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into it, how would everybody uh, let everybody know who you are? You're the you're the queen, <laughs> queen of green. You're the queen of green. You are the princess of pot. You are the. Uh, Duchess of Dope. <laughs> what are some other alliteration titles Let's that we can see, give you? A warrior of weed. So, yeah, you are. You, know, you absolutely I've, I've, are. I've, you know, definitely have been in cannabis. Uh, I started smoking when I was 16, and that was the same time that I got turned on to fish. Nice. So, the band, it, not the The food. band, yeah, exactly. Oh, I got those munchies, and I was like, <laughs> where are my Gordon's fish sticks? That's it. These I are, need some cod. These are Mike Gordon recommended, right? That's hilarious. <laughs> Maybe he should think about that. I know. Uh, I'm sure there's been a t-shirt made in the a lot that's oh, totally. uh, yeah trust yeah. the gordon uh now you you've been you've contributed to high times magazines for years for years i am um, i started in 2011 as the managing editor of the magazine and i was actually on fish tour mm-hmm. i was in alpharetta georgia and i answered an ad for a managing editor from high times while my you know hippie friends were passed out looked out look stacking <laughs> in the hotel room here i am with um i had a net book those were cool at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you remember wow. those? Yes, I do. So me, my netbook, and my uh, Pearl uh, f- uh, BlackBerry phone, and I was looking for jobs because 
I needed one. And I've always been in publishing. So I started uh, as an assistant at Good Housekeeping Magazine. No kidding. Yep. The seal of approval over there. Good seal Housekeeping of approval. Institute. Yeah. So I ended up doing the same thing for pot. And, Fantastic. And uh, answered this ad and I went for my interview and it wasn't because, you know, loved fish, loved weed, loved, uh, you know, White Widow and knew all my <laughs> strains. It was actually because I could play softball. Really? Mm-hmm. I've so got, how, that, that, I've how got did a that great arm. And uh, so High Times has a very competitive softball team and they're part of the new york media league and we would play the wall street journal uh colbert report all these different uh media companies and people would like kind of like poo poo high times oh bunch of burnouts yeah stoners you know probably (laughs) like hit the ball the wrong way and uh i grew up hollowing out the bat (laughs) but we had a you know we always had a um a rally joint so if so if things weren't going the right way we would kind of spark one up and actually turned the game around of and course it, it totally threw our opponents off because they were like oh look now they're getting high we, we got this one in the bag and we would just feel confident and come back no one ever thought of weed as a performance enhancing drug oh, in, the, there, in the sports world what you position really do you focus. play um so danny danko and i actually both played second base Uh-oh. um and then i would play left field because i could actually you know get a you know i have a pretty good arm could toss it in and nice and make the plays uh so yeah so the the owners just loved that, you know, here I was applying for the, this position. I have a master's in publishing mm. and I play softball. And you got a rifle from yeah. left field. <laughs> so here I am. And um, I played a ton of uh, I played baseball and football my whole life. Great. And I played softball after with, what a, position with a bunch were you? of third base. Nice. Because I um, fearlessly would play like lined up to the base a lot of third basemen would kind of play back a little bit sure. but i would always play the first hop you know and almost ah. kind of like take shots off my like a like a hockey goalie Whoa. knock the ball down and then make the throw that's and a, uh, that's a good move yeah and i i had a I, I played a little bit of outfield i played left field on a couple teams but I would very dramatically play left field. Like I would time <laughs> balls, so I had to like run and slide and like oh. catch him on the. I was a real, nice. real, real idiot. Always a flair for the dramatic. A little bit, here. yeah, absolutely. Um, did you grow up playing baseball? Playing ball? Yeah, softball. Yeah, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there wasn't much else to do besides tip cows back then. So yeah, uh, played some ball and you know swam and smoked weed. And ended up at Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina. Yeah, I know uh, Boone. Yeah, have you played there before? Legends? No, I oh. haven't. I've just I had friends that we we've driven through. Okay, gorgeous uh, part of town. Really? Yeah, a buddy of mine went to uh, school in Maryland, and I think from there we went over to. And his nickname was actually Boone. Really? Yeah, it was yeah, interesting. Nice. So That's very, cool. very yeah, it all goes full circle. So ended up at High Times yeah. pre legalization. Uh, high Times had been hosting the Cannabis Cup since like nine. 19- 1988 and uh, started with Steve Hager going over to Amsterdam with, you know, 10 friends and said, you know, let's see who has the best weed. And that's how the Cannabis Cup was started. That's how it all got started. Now it's like this, you know, multi-million dollar event that happens and it happens now in Colorado and California and uh, all legal markets. And before it was legal, we had the Medical Cannabis Cup and... 
you know, I've just always been a huge proponent of cannabis and, you know, hashtag legalize it, trying yeah. to get, you know, blaze on as an anthem. <laughs> uh, if you don't know the fish song, blaze on. Listen to it. Oh, man. Even uh, lately, like from these these past tours, I mean, Oof. the jams in blaze on have been blazing. Blazing. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll tell you what, like that, like what was it last summer that no men in no man's land, a couple of these new. They instantly became favorites. Yep. And now Mercury, too, is starting to get into that. That one needs category. to grow on me a little more. I'm, I have some, I'm, I'm, I'm letting it well, I'd marinate. Well, it's maybe two out of the 13 that they've actually played oh my have, God, I have know. jammed. But um, <laughs> the song itself, I think Tom Marshall is a lyrical genius. Yes. You and I both have him as a mutual friend in common. Yep. And, hey, Tom, what's up? Hi, Tom. Uh, shout out Osiris. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Stay in the loop. That's right. So yeah, so we um uh I totally got off track, but Mercury is awesome and yeah. have been with High Times. I still contribute to them. I write the pot job report. Yeah. Um so I've been at home a, a couple years. I have a daughter, Evie Jean. She's awesome. She just turned 3. And, you know, just just out there doing the mom thing. But also, uh, Tom and I have a secret project that we're working on. That Which we can't talk we about. We can't talk about, but it has something to do with... <laughs> and um, we'll get back to you on that. We'll come back when it's... Uh, yeah, that'll when, be the next episode. When we're on, but... You, no, um, you've been... You know, you and I, um, I, I... I've met you in the past. And then you, along with Tom, Tom's daughter, and RJ came to see me at the comedy cellar. Oh my gosh. If you haven't seen Mike, you have to check him out. <laughs> well, I, I mean, appreciate it. Probably one of my best nights in the city so far this year. Come on, really? Yes. Oh wow. Well please let's let's I do I loved it. I think um so I've also launched the Women's Cannabis Club here in New York and we would love to come check you guys out. How do many members do you have at the Women's Cannabis Club? Well we're growing every day. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean we we could probably um Maybe get event. some, uh, maybe some, even some female comments. But we would love to come check you out. Uh, I'll tell you what: in the world of comedy, um, you know, there's always this talk about like, and it, it always made me so confused. Are women funny and this and that? Some of the most hysterical, insightful, ballsy mm-hmm. comics are are women in this scene. Um, my God. I mean, there's there's so many brilliant comics. I agree. And I, I mean, I, look at Sam B right now. And she's not even like oh, yeah, as, not, as, yeah. a, as a comic, but, you know, somebody who's out there, Chelsea Handler. I'm just talking about, you know, big names, uh, sure. Kathy and then, Griffin. And, and then you look at the New York scene, there's like Jessica Kirsten and Adrian mm-hmm. Appalucci, Carmen Lynch, Michelle Wolf's amazing. I mean, there's oh, a lot of people. Like, yeah, there's the women so that many... you put together that night. Well, yeah, were and that wasn't hysterical. even. The one, Thank you. Uh, who was the woman who was talking about having kids and why she doesn't have kids? In. Oh <laughs> she, God! Maybe that was Je- Veronica Mosey, redheaded, so. yeah, redhead, like kind yeah. of earlier on in the show. Hysterical. So what you came to was a house show at the Comedy Cellar, and it's a showcase show. Which I like to, you know, there are comedy and music fans that listen. So a showcase show, as I've explained, is kind of like a host goes up, and I was hosting that mm-hmm. night, and then I bring up, you know, a bunch of different comics, and I was happy that you guys got a chance to see a very diverse. You know, group. Yes. We had Jim Norton, and we had uh, Jessica, and and Veronica, and a lot of different folks that uh, that were there. And I kind of uh, I have this kind of mother hen 
mentality where I knew you guys were there and I really wanted you to have a good time. Oh, we did. So it was a full room, but <laughs> right. I was kind of like checking out you guys and making sure like everything was status Thank quo. Thank you for that. It was great. You caught an amazing show. And then we went over and we hung out at the Olive mm. Tree and had some dinner and talked. And- oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Not only did we, you you know have us at the Olive Tree and you know treat us to this fabulous night of din- of uh your comedy, which is such a gift, and you're super talented. Thank you very much. And, I appreciate that. That means a um, lot to me. <laughs> you know, thank you um, for the invitation to come. Uh, I that sounded really dirty. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about funny women. Yeah. Uh, so, as I turn bright right over here. Okay, so um, we're sitting there at dinner at the Olive Tree, and fucking Judd Apatow is sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that place. That's that. I mean, I, I mean, and the comedy then, cellar is this, and then Mike Birbiglia yes. and a couple other. Yeah, that's that's what happens there. It's, and like you're surrounded with talent, and they're surrounded with your talent, and we're just sitting at dinner, like in like the shadows of greatness. And I'm like, we're not worthy. Yeah, but then also, I mean, you're there, and you're an incredible talent, and Tom's there, and he's, you know, that was the first time I actually kind of met and hung out with Tom, and it was. A tad intimidating just because I'm kind of like, you know, I want to thank him for all the joy he's brought me and my friends. And also I'm kind of like showing him some, you know, of my your world. skills and my world. And it turned out to be an incredible hang and a lot of fun. And we got that nice big table. Uh, the Comedy Cellar is that place where we can all kind of like you never know what who's going to be there on what night. And that's the beauty of it. And just to be able to hang out and, you know, bullshit with some of your heroes. And, you know, I've gotten to become like really good buddies with a lot of the people I grew up listening to, which is truly an honor. But uh, I was so stoked to see you guys having a great time. And uh, anytime you want to come to the shows, you you know, or or come in general. We're rolling up, we're showing, uh, you know, and like I was hitting my vape pen under the table. I was like, I hope that's okay. Nobody's looking. Nobody was looking. Tip your bartenders. Tip your bartenders. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So the the CBD, we were talking before we we picked up the microphones and CBD has been something that I'm, um, you know, I texted you beforehand and, you know, about what I wanted to talk about. I am, uh, I hit weed hard and fast as a, as a youngster. And it got to a point where, like, you know, end of high school, into college, a day didn't go by for years that I wasn't stoned. And I kind of think I burnt myself out a little bit and then took a long, long, long break, got back into it. And then I've dabbled here and there. And now it's more a tool than a party favor. And I love where it's gone and I love where it's going. And I'm so happy that people are finally... At the at the decision making level, we've always known. Right. But at the decision making level, it's pretty neat to see people kind of turning on, you know. And we just had an election, and I I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about you know where where that led us. Yeah, with this well, past election. I mean, a, a lot of uh, you know speaking about weed in general, I think there's a, a time and place for for it for everyone and. At different stages of your life, like you were talking about. Um, now we kind of have grown up weed, right? I mean, really, I know. It's, it's the the ways in which we consume it are totally different. The ways in which we purchase it 
are totally different. I mean, if you go out to the Dick's Run in Colorado or you go out to Vegas, you can actually walk into a dispensary now. You don't have to, you know, put your finger up on Shakedown and, you know, get your goo balls. You can, like, (laughs) legitimately figure out the dosage that you're getting. You can buy a vape cartridge. You can, you know, there's just so many ways to consume. So we've really seen this industry pop up. Yeah. And, you know, with it, we're trying to change the stigma uh around it it's so important i don't know uh exactly you know which um government officials have been elected but in the industry it's really well known that the next president if donald trump doesn't legalize the next president will definitely legalize cannabis oh really it is just it's pretty much like a fact at this point popular yeah uh you know opinion and all the polls have shown that you know 65 percent of americans are in favor of legalization we've seen you know hundreds of thousands of jobs be created because of cannabis yeah um and you know as we are creating this industry to you know hopefully not get totally you know, overwhelmed by big pharma coming in, or now you hear that Coca-Cola is joining and yeah. they have a CBD drink. Uh, so if you want to talk about CBD, yeah, well, I mean... It, the thing that interests me about it so much, and it's opened up a dialogue in all the way to my family, where it's like, you know, I have a grandfather that had hip surgery and it didn't go as planned and it's been a painful thing for him. And... You know, he's kind of old guard where it's like that's a drug and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of have to have a talk with him and be like, it it's, might be the most safe way for you to, you know, deal with your pain. Definitely. Other family members with migraines. I have a, a I have a humorous fracture that, you know, I feel a, a bunch and anxiety and panic and, yeah. you know, life Stress, stuff. PT, we all have yeah, everything. Has it. Uh, trouble sleeping, yeah. you know, just life stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for there to be. I remember watching that documentary about Charlotte's Web. And, you know, if any of you haven't, any listeners, you know, if you can, like, YouTube or Google the the piece about Charlotte in Colorado, this child was having... 300 well, seizures a day? That were all potentially fatal, right? Any single one of them could have been the one that, you know, really kind of, you know, she was having these these terrible hundreds and hundreds of seizures. And, the what, one or two drops... Of CBD, CBD oil, oil yep. cut it down to like maybe one or two a month, a month, yeah. and they had to basically go rogue and find a grower that would be willing to provide them with that. And it broke my heart that that's what a family had to literally uproot, move yeah. to another state. Now you, there's signs on health store windows here in Manhattan. CBD oil, this CBD moisturizer, that is the stuff that we're finding in stores here. Is that the real deal or is it kind of? Well, I mean, so there's a big differentiator between this, you know, the stuff that you can get in a non-legal state like New York and what you can get in a legal state of Colorado. Now, the cannabis plant includes hemp. And includes cannabis. Yep. They both share, you know, the same, you know, family, the same makeup, everything, except that hemp is classified as having 0.3% 
THC or less. So it's a really minimal amount of THC. And when we talk about THC, that is what gives cannabis the psychoactive effects. Right. Those uh, it's THC that makes you feel high and is the, you know, intoxicating effects. Now, CBD is a cannabinoid. There are thousands of cabin- cannabinoids in the cannabis and the hemp plant. It's just that we know that CBD in general um, is great for all those things that you just mentioned. Inflammation, stress, anxiety, PTSD, uh, insomnia. The list goes on and on. If we found the cannabis plant today, we would laud it as a miracle plan. Right. And it still yeah. is. It's just the fact that, you know, we have created this stigma, this reefer madness, this failed war on drugs, um, and associate that with cannabis. So, you know, with your grandfather, your uncle, you know, whoever it is, if you tell them that hemp CBD or CBD that's extracted from the hemp plant, it has none of uh, the intoxicating effects. Right. They won't feel high. If anything, they might feel a little bit sleepy, a little bit relaxed, a little bit more easygoing. And who wouldn't want that? Of course. You know, so is it the real deal? Yes, it is. Is THC and CBD more effective together? It's something that they call the entourage effect. Yes. The entourage effect? Exactly. What's that mean? Well, THC is also kind of recognized as, you know, one of these cannabinoids that it has these properties of, you know, feeling good. And until the plant is legalized and we can really research and study, you know, we don't know. Right. But if you're only getting one part of, you know, let's look at an orange, right? There's thousands of, you know, great things that make up an orange, like vitamin C is one. But if you eat the whole, you know, not the rind, please, guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the orange has um, terpenes in it. Yes. So terpenes are another thing that make up the cannabis plant. You could have uh, pinene, which gives, you know, some cannabis a more piney taste. Yep. Or maybe a little bit more resiny. You know, there's thousands of these different, you know, chemical makeups that makes up the plant so as we begin to research more we learn more but yeah the entourage effect could mean uh the terpenoids which are like the pinene the myrcene the limonene that's in these different uh plants it could be the psychoactive effects which is thc now with research we found out about thca yeah, uh, which is a little bit more um, reacts a little bit differently with your muscles and is great for sleep. So now we know about THCA. We know about, you know, Delta 9 THC, all these things that make up the plant. And there's some great research that's going on out there, but it's not until we fully legalize and have funding and know what, you know, we're consuming. Yeah. Um, it is. It is a tad. It's, fascinating. it's a tad overwhelming. Um, if you're not fully in it, like if you go to, like I found a, uh, I was out in Estes park, uh, Rocky mountain national park this summer and we went to Fort Collins and I found a, uh, a one-to-one CBD sour diesel, uh, vape pen. And what I have found personally is that the kick you right in the face strength of bud these days mm-hmm. is can be a tad overwhelming oh, and totally. and i and i'm uh 
it almost like as someone with some anxiety, it almost kind of makes it worse. I find that with this CBD kind of like parachute or warm blanket that mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, is right there to, to kind of pet you down and say like That's a beautiful description. It, it really kind of like helps me kind of like, OK, I'm easing into this mm-hmm. and then you ease out a little bit better. And I like that. And I'm not looking to get uh, fucked up. I'm looking more for tools and medicine and mm-hmm. and maybe, um, you know, something to open doors to, you know, calmer ways of thinking uh this blending of the two i really dig that and i and i like the way that that's kind of but it's hard sometimes to find you know what i mean so like i have this pen and i'm like and now sacred thing but how do i know when to and where to go to get it again and how do i know you know what i mean like that part's like people who smoke marlboro lights know that they like marlboro lights people who drink pineapple juice know that they like dull pineapple juice i wish i knew i had this this guy this pen Mm -hmm. is my is my go-to you know what i mean well mike i think you hit it like right on the head you found what works for you right now what works for you might not work for me may not work for your uncle i think in the future what we're gonna need is like a personality test indicator but for weed right (laughs) yeah 23 and and me for weed (laughs) You know? swab your mouth and be I like... I mean, I'm serious. I think that's the way we're going to get. Because why did Charlotte's, you know, web strain work so well for Charlotte? God, what an unbelievable because, blessing for her, huh? you know, it's high CBD. It's an indica. And it doesn't, it, you know, it may not have um, a lot of, uh, like, THC, which, like... So green crack, right? It's a sativa. It has a ton of, like, maybe 27, 28% um, THC in the strain. And that's a lot. We know that at, like, 26, 27%, uh, the trichome heads of, uh, you know, those crystals yeah. that you see on your plant, that, you know, that's what's getting you high. Um, they burst when it's over 27%. And that's a really strong strain. So if you have anxiety and you're smoking a sativa or like green crack, it is as green crackish as it sounds like you're going to be bouncing off the walls. You're going to be inside your head. You're going to be paranoid as fuck. Yeah. It's, and it's one so, of those paranoias where it's like you feel like if someone touches you, you're going to shatter into a million pieces. You know what like, I mean? Or you're like fucking magnetized to the floor and you're like, I'm not moving anywhere. <laughs> Did time stop? You know, and it's just crazy. And, you know, but for me, an indica, I cannot sit on the couch. Like, I don't need uh, appetite help. I'm good with those things. <laughs> but if you're going through uh, cancer treatment or chemo and you don't, f- you feel like shit mm. and they have you doped up on opiates or, you know, why not get pain relief from a plant that is not addictive yeah is and isn't not destroying your you liver hopped on pills yep and fuck big pharma and like they're gonna get into the weed game it's just a matter of time they already have marinol right so for a hundred dollars a pill you can take this you know cannabis pill but why wouldn't you just you know medical tourism is a thing you can mm. go back to colorado and 
consume there and purchase whatever and you know somehow it's going to make it back and you know your toiletry bag back to the united states or i mean back to uh, wherever I you're going to another country in my <laughs> mind <laughs> but wherever you're going i'm just saying that i've heard that's the way to do it and just disconnect the battery from the uh, i've the accidentally heard stories about people who may or may not have uh you know Brought stuff in a bag that they forgot it was there, and then right. they're mid-flight, and they have that kind of like, you know, Kevin's mother in Home Alone moment where it's like, oh, shit, and it's yeah. like, yeah, it's fine, no big deal. I think they're more worried about explosives at this point, yeah. but it yeah, is – I, I, I really kind of hope that it gets to that um, level where I can find that pen – or I can find that, You've you know, done the research. So, you know, what works for you, but you know, so encourage other people to find what works for them and always start small. Yeah. That's the thing. You like can never the, take less. Yeah. So the weed today is not our parents weed. It's not your uncle's weed. It's not my you know? college weed. Yeah. It's, it's different. Like, I mean, I started, like it was Mexican brick weed is stuff that I got. And... One of the first things that blew me away at fish tour I remember being 15, 16 years old, and you could get a $40 bag of perps. Wow. Perps was like pre-dank, pre, you know, like all the fucking, you know, things that we yeah. called it afterwards. But it was like this sticky. You had to peel it off the side of the bag, and oh. it was like these – your fingers would stick together. <laughs> right. All the resin. And it was so great and clean, and what we were getting at home was dog shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but it was this like, oh, this world. And it taught me about quality. And it really got me starting to think, same with beers. Like, it kind of got me into, like, oh, wow, this is like the oh, Sam Smith is like the old. I found that on the lot. And it wasn't old Milwaukee cans that we stole from, like, you know, someone's dad's garage or whatever. Right. And you kind of start to look at, like, oh, these are the things I enjoy. Yep. And then you start to learn a little bit more about strains and learn a little bit more about. I mean, we used to look at high times like it was Playboy, the centerfolds, and like yeah. we had them ha- hanging up in our apartment. And it was such a magical thing. And. In college, I had a chance to interview Alan St. Pierre. Wow. Okay. And uh, Head of normal. Head of normal. He recently retired. Um, but I had a talk with him about industrial hemp okay. and about how that could even like revitalize farming in the, mid- the middle of the country. I mean, weed is called weed because it grows like a weed. Mm-hmm. You don't need this completely fertile you know, land. You can just throw seeds out there and then we can make textiles, we can make clothes, we can make paper goods, all that. So there's that whole side of it too. Um, but the, the, you know, is there the ability in these non-legal states to find that pen or that edible or that, you know what I mean? Like it, cause it, it seems to me now it's a little bit international watersy mm-hmm. where you see people offering, Oh, order this online. And it's like, Right, so there's nobody out there, especially with hemp, to tell you what's what. There's no regulatory body, and you know, pretty soon Tom and I will announce that secret project and drum roll, uh, drum roll. You know, invite you guys to hear from you know the foremost authorities on these things. Uh, And you know, oh no problem. We uh, spill club soda everywhere. Just oh my gosh, you're never invited back to the weed day. What a great place. Um, But yeah, I mean, we, you know, with the Women's Cannabis Club, we've been exploring, you know, uh, weed's not legal here in New York. How do we have a gathering? And so we've been doing a lot of hemp-based CBD 
uh, events. So our first one, we met at Ludlow Coffee. They have a CBD tea. We all drink tea. And then we went um, as part of our club to we got a private tour of an art gallery. So that what makes the Women's Cannabis Club like really interesting, and you can follow us on Instagram at Women's Cannabis Club. And we'll definitely be posting that up for you. Yeah. All the cool shit that we're doing um, is that we have a, you know, science, a lifestyle, entertainment, kind of bent to it so you could come high to our events what you do on your own time is you know fine with us and then now we're coupling it with cbd and so you do have that entourage uh, effect and you feel good and you know you're learning something at the same time um but we've uh we've developed relationships with cbd companies that we've looked into and that we've tested ourselves and uh, one of them is rosebud and they source their CBD uh, from these hemp growers in Oregon. And they are the only organic certified hemp growers in the entire United States. Wow. Isn't that crazy? The only certified organic. It is so hard Holy to get cow. a organic rating. Mm-hmm. Um Hemp is actually a soil detoxifier. So at the Chernobyl site, they actually used hemp plants to clean the soil. Jeez, it really is like the miracle plant. Miracle plant. I mean, the fact that the roots of this plant can clean toxic waste. Nuclear. Yes. Wow. But at the same time, how do you know that the hemp that you're getting from China, which is not regulated at all, it's clean. Yeah, it's like made out of like shark fin or <laughs> cat fur. Who, who knows? knows? Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, we're talking arsenic. We're talking selenium. We're, t- yeah, you know, yeah. stuff that... It's, it's scary. You think you're healing yourself by taking, you know, hemp CBD, but you could be doing more damage. And it's one of these things where there are always going to be people that want to capitalize on on the buzz of a movement where it's like, you know, there are people who are like, oh, this all natural vitamin that's broccoli powder or whatever has been shown to you know help prevent cancer Acai. What the fuck? it's bullshit <laughs> i don't know it's it's yeah it's purple sugar yeah i mean cbd is probably going to be treated like a superfood mm-hmm. ultimately i believe that in the next you know 20 years and it could be less um that hemp will be found in our multivitamins it's yeah. going to be as benign as you know, ru- you know, rubbing anything on your skin. Yeah. And, you know, your grandmother that has arthritis or, you know, we're getting up there in age. Maybe not you, but you know. I am. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I can like, use you're it. You're like, oh, my knees or I mean, it's, 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 it's just good for everyone. Well, you know, it's funny that like, you know, I'm someone who I've I've have visited doctors that are, you know, literally handing out prescriptions like. Like they're like hotcakes and they're just like, do you have anxiety? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, here's Xanax. Do you have, you know, trouble focusing? Yep. Well, here's Ritalin. Here's Lexapro. Here's this. And it's like, hmm, there's a thing out there that I have to buy when I visit one state and flat, you know, and that that helps all these things. Right. And it's like, what? why can't, you know, I mean, everyone would capitalize off of it. Everybody would be happy with it. And it would also help with, you know, a safer alternative to these pills that god knows the long-term effects of yeah. what all of us are taking you know yeah 
It's really, it's really uh, incredible. So you mentioned dog seeds. Yeah. So I have this Val's Pals over here, and this actually came from uh, California. Is, but this uh, is 500 milligrams of. I think it's. Look at how calm that doggy is on the. <laughs> it's so really cute. We were talking earlier. I got a new pup, and uh, she's got uh, a horrific case of t- separation anxiety. Uh-huh. And I read that uh, CBD oil helps a lot with that. So it's. It's kind of like this, our, our uh, photo opportunity. <laughs> it's kind of like this, uh, you know. There, there's trazodone for dogs, wow. which is essentially like, do you know what that? I don't. It sounds like a tranquilizer. It's it's pretty much Prozac, and they give it to, to do, pro, humans. Take it too, yeah. and it's. Uh, but I would much rather you know give my pooch. Something a little bit more, you know, natural and and clean and 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 who knows what it would probably yeah. as a buy as as a you know a, a a positive side effect would probably be lubricating joints right. and you know I mean a lot we of the could other probably take this too. That's the thing. If it's healthy for a dog, it should be healthy for us. It says here use for the following: general inflammation, stress and tension relief, anxiety, spasms, appetite stimulant, joint and. And muscle pain, epilepsy, sleep aid, dementia, pain relief, relaxation, skin rashes, healthy coat, etc. I mean, that's the thing. That's it's everything. Like, and, you know, this is probably just as safe for us to take as it is for our dogs. Um, are there are there are there certain like websites that you recommend listeners who are interested in learning more about like where can I like find products where can I learn about products? are there any of your like t- like favorites that you yeah, recommend I mean, to people I, um, so my friend on Twitter and also friend in life uh, <laughs> uh, she's at Puppy Army Girl she works for Care by Design. Uh, which, you know, initials are CBD. CBD. So you can go to CBD.org. And their company is really at the forefront of medicine. Not just for pets. Not just for pets. I don't even, I'm not even sure if they have a pet line. But mm. if, you, if you're looking for information, especially CBD, um, go to CBD.org. And, you know, you can read through uh, tons of information about how we have an endocannabinoid system. And how our receptors are actually created specifically for these cannabinoids. We are like designed for this plant, and this plant was designed for us. It's kind of crazy yeah, that it's pretty, it's pretty beautiful. You know, it really is a circle of life in this world that we are all interconnected in this web. Yeah. You know, so if you are taking the bees out, right, and then we aren't pollinating, then we aren't, you know, pollinating our cannabis plants. Did you hear about that story? There are, there's a guy who um, creates cannabis honey. Yes. I saw a video. I saw a video of like a, a a thousand bees on like this gorgeous plant. And it was like, holy shit, yeah. that's incredible. So, I mean, what you, more can this plant do for the world? Right. You know? I mean, you're Save thinking about now? like, you know, so let's protect our environment. You know, if yeah. we don't have the ice caps, then we don't have polar bears. And then now we have more seals. You know, it's really true that like everything is interconnected, that we are all created in this huge like biome of life. Right. Um, it's interesting, too, it. that, 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 you know, the people who are tapped into that consciousness um, we all tend to find each other, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's really heartbreaking when you see those decision makers. I feel like what I'm learning more and more now I've, I was never a political person. I'm still not, Me too. <laughs> but I feel like we're kind of, uh, 
you know, forced to be, if, if, if not political, at least attuned to fraudulence a little more where it's kind of like, Ooh, this is really not what I want. This is really not the way I want the world to go. Like I care about, I'll vote for a candidate that cares about the environment more than Neil deGrasse Tyson would be my ideal president. I just think a a scientist that gets it and is cool, uh, is what we need. He was actually think I think for the space war. I remember like hearing him say, "Well, but it makes sense when you think about casualties, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to create a war in space where you know innocent humans and children aren't getting bombed, right? And just do it, you know, someplace. Yeah. Get <laughs> out of here. Yeah, and then just keep them up you there. Know? Yeah. So shut the door. Of, I'm, I'm feeling a yeah. Neil on a 2020 ticket. Oh, imagine that Tyson 2020. What an incredible uh, hashtag but i guess really what, what i'm what i'm like you know you see these things that are going on and you see the environment being hurt and you see people that are can benefit from you know this plant and and different ways of thinking and it's just shut down by these like illuminati or whatever you want to call it these like 15 20 people that run the world um and then you hear something from like a trump where it's like jesus what's he gonna say next and he's like i'll legalize it and it's like oh Okay, nice, you know, maybe, but is is there any talk on where that may be? Like, is he sessions out? um, I've definitely heard that he's open to uh, digging a little deeper. It's funny because (laughs) when I was at high times, uh, I had a um, a psychic (laughs) come in and do the charts of all uh, of all the presidential nominees. So she did uh, Clinton. She did Trump. And she when she read Trump's charts, it was like she laughed. She was like, this guy is so full of himself. She's like, you see this? It was like Uranus on Uranus or something. And she was just laughing out loud at this uh, Trump's chart. And she was like, Uranus on Uranus. so into himself he's such a narcissist he's into like extreme indulgence yeah and when you think about what gives people pleasure whether it's sex or drugs or whatever she was like i totally see trump legalizing weed and so like years ago now already like i had this psychic telling me that trump would legalize it so um it would be nice. It would be like maybe the first good thing that yeah. he's done. Yeah, maybe. And it, it would almost kind of be bittersweet in a way. It's uh, like the you know. But you know what? If it if it means that we aren't incarcerating minorities, oh my god! I know. Uh, if it means yeah. that we aren't breaking up these families, uh, that we are giving people their lives back, that um, we can turn back the hands of time a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that would be great for our country. Yeah. And then maybe we could just get high the rest of his presidency and not uh, feel so bad. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> amazing. the only way we're going to get through this. It is brutal. Uh, it, it is so brutal. And it's like every day it's 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 just one thing after another. You know what? Another. Just listen to fish. You know, fish and weed is my perfect combination. I found them at the same time. Um, you know, you read into Game Henge and the man who stepped into yesterday and you listen to Tom and Trey's writing mm. and uh, you, you learn about avarice and Jimmy holds the tannic, the tannic <laughs> root yeah. and 
Um, there's a lot of good messaging in fish songs. So as a kid, you know, I, I grew up on PH Fish. Yeah. And uh, I like to think that I'm a, a good person and that I'm working towards, uh, you know, legalization and really good things for our community. Um, and I, I can't speak, you know, more positively about fish and building a community. And when you were talking about the web of people in this, you know, our planet, I'm like, well, my web is kind of fish, you know, and these are my people. These are my tribe. And yeah, isn't it amazing? I love that we find one another and that we can build this community and bring more people together, whether it's a plant or whether it's a music or you're going to fish and for three hours you can totally just let go and stop thinking about the crap that's going on in this world about yeah. our gun laws how they need to be changed and you know about filling a supreme court seat with the most awful person you can might think of uh, you know it's like all these things that you know just for a minute that you can just or you know Three hours. Just a lot of minutes. Suspend yeah. Suspend your, you know, your beliefs. Yeah, you just hit pause. You know? Yeah. And it's the same with comedy. And that's why comedy is a gift and it's a talent because you're making people laugh. And that's what we need really more than anything now is to just relax and laugh. So what's and... the best What's the best laughing strain? Uh, well, <laughs> I'll tell you the best laughing strain and the best sex strain, too. Bring it. Because for me, they're one and the same. And it's a strain called Strawberry Cough. And it uh, was created by Kyle Cushman. And he used to be an editor at High Times, one of the Grow editors. And he's uh, out in California. I know Buds and Roses. Shout out Buds and Roses and Aaron Justice. Uh, out there um you know there's another great strain there's a ton of great strains that come up as you know especially around fish tour Mm -hmm. um did you know that a lot of the strains that we know and love today actually came from grateful dead tour and fish tour i believe it and that these tours were planned around harvest yeah about fall tour fall tour harvest just happened so all the heady nugs were on lot yeah and uh come to think of it that was a very yeah a very uh robust time (laughs) right yeah come back from smell it totally does and it's chem dog 91 the same you know strains that have you know chem dog itself um started uh, because these seeds were found in a bag in 91 at Deer Creek. It was a Grateful Dead show. And Peabud, Mike, found this bag of, not found, but purchased a bag of weed, sent 13 of these seeds back uh, north to east to um, to Boston, where Chemdog the man, the grower, popped You know all yeah. these seeds. And I think he got seven females out of them and started growing this strain that we know today as Chemdog 91. Wow. Which started on Grateful Dead Tour. Yeah. And uh, so it's really cool that, you know, there's just certain strains that we know because of tour. I think, you know, Sour Diesel. Um, My f- favorite my personal right? favorite i think i think such a new york strain yeah too. like new york the true like new york sour d yeah which like asshole joe aj <laughs> you know was selling for like cr- crazy prices um but jason pinsky you know he is a chief cannabis evangelist over at ease 
which is a web platform for delivery in uh, they started out of the Bay Area and he's in LA, but he was a huge fish guy. He actually helped fish with their first um, like getting the set list out. Hmm. So he was there before there was Twitter, before there was anything like in oh, the no 90s. Kidding. Nice. There was like one dude who would like update, <laughs> you know. Fishnet. Yeah. Yeah. And so. do the tour extras. Remember getting those like oh, a week or so after that? So yeah. Exciting. yeah. So neat. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's yeah, really. So, I mean, without weed, like, would fish sound as good? Ah, uh, <sighs> just kidding, Trey. Tom, Mike. what do you think about that? <laughs> Those lyrics would make more sense. No, um, I I agree with you, and I and I think that uh, it, it is that circle, and it, and it, and and Bud is something that kind of like music and comedy and that freedom that it brings. It's kind of like you know, pot has been that a spice in the recipe. Um, and sometimes maybe you're without that for a while and then you go back and it tastes a little sweeter than before. And, uh, it is nice now that we could kind of pick what we want when we want it. And, uh, it really is, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I remember I went to a Steve Miller concert when I was like, shit, 13, 14 in Connecticut. And there was a guy standing next to me. I went with a friend four other buddies and his dad and the dad was on the very other side of us and I was on the far end and there was a guy next to me who had a bag of roaches wow. and he was like think about it now how down and out this fucking dude was that he went to a Steve Miller show with a bag of roaches he couldn't even like you know yeah. muster up a full sack so he's hit, hit, lighting these and passing them to me and I'm hitting them and, and it was the first time and it almost smelled like rice a little bit. You know, that weird kind of like first time yeah. you smell weed and it had probably tons of seeds and stick in it. And, but it was just this like weird tribally kind of moment where it's like, I don't know this guy and I'm a kid, uh-huh. but I'm at a, you know, I'm here. Some people call joker. me the space yeah. cowboy and I'm like, yeah. this is all right. I'm a midnight toker. This is all somehow weirdly like supposed to happen. You know what I mean? And then, it just my friends and I kind of like, you know, it was a sacred moment getting our first bag and going back and smoking and kind of, you know, turning on that goof valve to like high and yeah. ki- being a child again. Yep. And it always kept me in that kind of like, you know, fun space during rough times. Mm-hmm. And now I look at it as like, you know, from doing comedy and from doing all these other things, it's like there's a place you can always go. That's kind of like a nice mellow, like little pocket to hide, you know, and and that's nice. And that's when you find that right, that right, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, stem for you. Um, When was your first fish concert? 10, 26, 96, Charlotte Coliseum. Yeah. They had uh, just started. uh, It was it was fall tour and kind of towards the end. um, They had just made the leap. From kind of like the smaller, you know, uh, theaters to the jump to yeah, like a Coliseum. Post Clifford Ball, like a couple months after Clifford Ball, which yeah. MTV put out that thing. Right. And then it kind of, you know, pre-social so, media. I mean, I, I was just lucky to have gone to camp uh, in Connecticut, Camp Laurelwood. And oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> my friend's brother, uh, your own Marcus. Uh, was a taper and would tape fish shows. And Miriam, his sister, uh, brought, I think, Hoist one summer. And that's all we listened to all summer. And so I knew a fish. and Amazing. You know, don't take another step. Dun, dun, and they, dun, dun. and then they played Julia's my first show. And they played Cars, Trucks, and Buses. And they played, you know, they had a fire encore. 
And um, oh, yeah, I got a McGrupp. Yeah. My first show. Amazing. And I remember in 95, and this was before my, my first fish show, um, the, uh, the first chair cello in my orchestra class handed me a tape. And on it was scratched uh, TM, the man who W stepped S I Y, stepped into yesterday. And I was like, the man who stepped into yesterday, a game hand saga? What? And he was like, trust me, just listen to it. And this was the same kid who would like come over and stick like um, thumbtacks in my parents' piano <laughs> and like make him sound like Philip Glass or John Glass, you know, Holy just shit. make it sound like really crazy. Yeah, oh God, my parents allowed us to do this. Um, but like, I, I'm listening to you know, uh, stepping through the corridor, and it's like, oh my God, right? You know, my mind was just blown from this story. Mm. And you know, every time I run into Trey, who's my neighbor, you know, up here, I I always start off by saying thank you for Game Hinge because it really um, the the composition itself. And, you know, having some, you know, music background and being in this orchestra and just like the way that, you know, Fish was kind of presented to me, uh, it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's really know? awesome. That's and, great that you get a chance to say thanks to him. Too. Oh, I, Hopefully I, one day I'll get a chance. To oh, say man. Thanks to you know, and it's so funny because, you know, like I'll, you know, ride the rails. I'll, you know, wait my hours, you know, in line or at the venue now and. You always wonder, like, does he know me? You know, he must know me. Like, yeah. And um, but, you know, that's not what what matters, because, again, like it's this gift. Right. Yeah. And it's um, I just feel so fortunate. You know, there's this, uh, you know, um, meme that's going around or something. It's like. You know, when you think about how long the existence of the planet has been and that, you know, we managed to be alive at the same time as Jerry Garcia or the Grateful Dead or for me, it's fish. Right. You know, I'm just so grateful to have been alive and to be alive. Um, That's during beautiful. This, during this time. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks, and I'm, I'm really stoked that we're buddies and I can't me wait too. to we'll come back on, and chat more. Totes. Where can everybody find you once more? Um, well, find me on, you can get me definitely on Twitter at NYC Jam Gal. That's NYC J A M G A L. I love your picture on there, too. <laughs> Thanks. And then um, on Instagram, again, uh, NYC Jam Gal, or follow us at a Women's Cannabis Club and start, you know, figuring out how you can become active. And we'd love to uh, see you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Everybody, thank you you for listening. Thank you to Jen. And uh, as always, follow at Amigos Pod. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Mike Fenoya, MikeFenoya.com. And check out all the amazing shows on the Osiris Network. Uh, We've got a bunch of great stuff coming down the pike, and it's all for you. So thank you so much. Tune in next time. Peace. Adios. Osiris. Osiris.